All right, guys. This is me, John Carazella. Welcome to the Anything and Everything Show. It's my first episode, and this podcast is literally, we're going to talk about literally anything and everything. Literally the name. said so literally four times in this podcast. We're not even 30 seconds in. But we're literally going to be the best podcast by the 2022. All right. That's the goal. Nah, but on the real, this podcast, we're just going to have fun with it. Just going to grab some popcorn, just relax, sit down, and, you know, hopefully you guys can enjoy this. Just nice, chill, relaxing. Just going to talk about literally anything and everything. So, let's start off. I'm John Carazella. I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm from Connecticut. So, you know, it's a pretty small state up here in the Northeast. Not much going on here at the moment. You know, it's currently, what day is it? August 21st, Friday. Wow. And the summer's coming up quick. Hope everyone's had a good summer. And everyone stay safe with the COVID-19 going around. Um, I know I have. It's, it's been an interesting summer, but had a good time. So I guess we'll just hop right into it. We're just going to get into some, let's see, some top stories my local news let's see oh okay so lake compounds is the main theme park in connecticut here where i live and it's just announced that it'll be closing during one of their top days of the year labor day now i've not been lake compounds yet this year because i ain't trying to get no covid but apparently i've seen a lot of people going there but they closed during labor day Due to the coronavirus, and I guess that makes sense. And the big news coming out of this is that they are canceling the haunted graveyard in the holiday lights. So you know the Halloween slash Christmas. I think holiday lights is Christmas. So I've been the haunted graveyard for never the holiday lights because it's like five degrees here in Connecticut during December. So that's actually a big deal because haunted graveyard is probably one of their biggest attractions during the summer or during season. I think compounds late compound season. It's actually, if you guys didn't know, if you're not from Connecticut, it's actually, I think, one of the oldest amusement parks in the world, or at least in the U.S., I know that. So, it's actually a big deal that they're canceling this. It'll be, in 2021, next year, it'll be the 175th year of the amusement park. So, that's that's crazy. But, so yeah, they're canceling Canceling Lake Campbell's Haunted Graveyard and Holiday Lights. That's actually a pretty big deal if you live in Connecticut. So, next we're going to hop into some world news I saw earlier this morning. I haven't really looked too much into it, but I saw a new law in Germany will require dogs to be walked at least twice a day. It's like, it's going to be the law. So, I mean, I'm just going to open up this. One sec. I got to pause my ad blocker real quick because... All these articles I'm reading, like, turn off your ad blocker. Like, if you guys want an ad blocker, I'm actually sponsored by ad block, all one word. If you guys feel free to get it. Use code John underscore Carzella in the, when you uh, download it. Be very, very, very appreciated. So dog owners in Germany may soon be required to walk their dogs twice a day. The mandate comes from Germany's agriculture minister, who said that the new law is based out of the recommendation of animal welfare. 
So basically, if you don't walk your dog at least twice a day, you're, it's bad for the animals, I guess, is what I'm, guess what I'm getting from this. It says, dogs are not cuddly toys. They also have their own needs, which need to be taken into account. So if you are if you don't walk your dog twice a day, you're a bad dog owner. And this is what the guy's saying, basically. Let's see. It says, nearly a fifth of Germans own dogs. So that's nine million dogs. So... This is going to be 9 million times 2 is 18 million. So there's going to be 18 million dogs out in Germany in one day. Every day. All day. <laughs> it's actually pretty interesting. The new law will actually be implemented sometime next year. Wow. I did not know that there is. It's already been. Wow. Oh, dogs will also be prohibited from being chained. So you can't just put your dog outside like the chain. Which, I mean, if you have a big yard, you have a big chain, electric fence, you just let the dog roam free. It's, I think they like that. I'm not sure. I don't have a dog. A lot of my friends have a dog, but not too knowledgeable on the dog dog side of things. And we're jumping over back to the United States here. Tropical storm Laura, Laura and another tropical storm head for the Gulf Coast at the same time. See, I actually did read about this. I was just down south a couple days ago. So it looks like two hurricanes could form in the Gulf of Mexico this week. Wow, that's actually a big deal. Two hurricanes. The United States is kind of known for its hurricanes, but two at once. It looks like one is going to hit the western or eastern, sorry, not western, eastern part of Mexico, the little tip that sticks out, I think, as a tropical storm. And that's going to make its way up to Texas and Louisiana. That's that's interesting. It's a Gulf Coast. But it looks like it'll only be a Category 1, so hopefully not too much damage should be there. And then the second hurricane is currently near Puerto Rico. And that's going to actually go around the tip of Florida and all the way to Mississippi and Alabama area and the panhandle of the Florida. Originally, I think this one was supposed to hit the east coast of Florida, so that's a good sign for everyone living in Florida if you're watching this. But the National Hurricane Center says both will strengthen to two hurricanes at the same time, both Category 1s. Wow, so this is the first time two hurricanes will be in the Gulf of Mexico since 1933. Wow. So if you guys are, if you guys are in the path of these, I'd... Be careful, because these things are no joke. We just had a tropical storm come through Connecticut recently, and it was just a little tropical storm. That thing did some damage, if you haven't seen on my YouTube channel, which is actually John Personal IT. I did a video on the tropical storm and all the damage that happened here. It was pretty good. Pretty good. And sticking on the theme of weather, Death Valley records... 130 degree temperature. That is in Fahrenheit, not Celsius for my over the ocean listeners. What's it called? Europe. Yeah, Europe. Everyone lives in Europe. I think you guys use Celsius. We use Fahrenheit here. 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Death Valley sees what could be record heat. Wow. So if you guys don't know, Death Valley is located in California and it is known to be one of the hottest places on the world in the world. And it looks like on Sunday, it recorded a 130-degree temperature. It's a record for August. That is crazy. It's the hottest temperature 
on Earth since at least 1913. That is crazy. 130 degrees. When it gets to like 95 here in Connecticut, it's hot. So like another 35 degrees, you can't go outside with that. That's that's crazy. Let's see. It says, wow, it's the last time it reached this high of level was in July 2013. It reached 129 degrees. That's crazy, dude. Wow. But in, so in 1913, it was a, they reported 134 degrees in Death Valley. So that's the highest ever. So I think 130 is the second highest. Wow. I cannot imagine. I just cannot imagine that. That is, that is crazy. So yeah, if you're in, if you live near Death Valley, stay safe. I would be. That would be very, uh, very important. Some more U.S. news. Let's see. Anything of importance? Oh, oh, okay. This is kind of a big deal if you live in the on the East Coast. Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, the one that your family always puts on TV, will happen. It will go on, but in a scaled back form, apparently. Oh, also, the Rockefeller tree ceremony that goes on in New York, the big tree that, like, oh, oh, everyone always talks about when they go to New York. Yeah, you'll see this tree is huge in the middle of New York. That's what everyone says. Both the, the Thanksgiving parade and the tree ceremony will go on, but scaled back form. So let's see what that means. Mayor Bill de Blasio signed Thursday that the Big Apple will likely scale back two staples of the holiday season to prevent the crowding that could fear another coronavirus outbreak. So it's actually really good news because these things are huge on the East Coast. I'm not sure about the West Coast, but everyone always has the Thanksgiving parade on. I've never, I've been to the tree in New York, but I've never like seen it on TV. So I'm not sure how big a deal that is. But So, I mean, I guess this is, this is good news. Hopefully the coronavirus is on a downward trend, it looks like, in New York. That's good because these are two usually huge events. But... They're going on, so that is really good news for the East Coast if you guys watch the parade and things like that. So last night, Joe Biden accepted the DNC Democratic National Convention. He accepted the nomination to be president, running against Donald Trump. So that should be that'll be interesting. We're in August, the elections in November. That should be interesting. Now it's it's gonna be close. It looks like Joe Biden has the edge right now, so guess we'll see see what happens there. And I guess sticking on that news. Oh, okay, I did not see this. Michigan announces six hundred million dollar Flint water crisis settlement. So I'm sure you guys have heard about it. The Clint, Michigan, or Flint, Michigan. So sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Oh, this is a YouTube video. Whoops, sorry if you heard that. After over a year and a half of negotiations, the state of Michigan announced a $600 million settlement with residents of the city of Flint later this week. The settlement will cover citizens of Flint who were affected by the lead-tainted water that began flowing into their homes in 2014. So that's a big deal. That is a big deal. The set, settle... Wait, what? Sorry, I'm reading one of the comments. This is like putting a... Band-Aid on 
something. So apparently people are not happy with it because I don't know why. I'm not too informed on it. But I guess $600 million is going to the people of Flint. I don't think it's bad, but I guess it could be better. So yes, I guess that's good. And so we're going to stick on the, before I get off track on Flint, Michigan, which is very important, we're going to see the, okay, that's Joe Biden there. I'm not sure if you guys could hear that, but I just clicked on the YouTube video. And it's the top moments from night four of the DNC, but it's a YouTube video, so we're not going to, not going to listen to that here. But also on that type of news, understanding absentee voting and mail-in ballots. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Why are all these YouTube videos? What in the world? Oh my god. I'm not sure if you guys could hear the YouTube videos. I'll know in the next episode. But voting in 2020 is already different than any other election before. Because I guess people are going to be mail-in voting, which I don't really... Seems fine to me as long as like everything just mail the vote, they count the vote and see what happens. But let me actually do that. So let me search mail in voting problems. That's the first thing that comes up. So let's see the risk of mail in voting. This is a big topic at the moment, so why not inform ourselves here? Let's see. Many people misinterpreted present President Donald Trump's tweet Thursday morning about a possible delay in the November 3rd election. It's apparently a tweet out delay in November 3rd, but apparently no president has the power to delay the election. The president is simply raising a question where Democrats are proposing an entirely new system of massive mail-in voting that will result in enormous delays in the election results. Oh, so I guess like you mail in your vote like November 3rd, like you don't really get to see it till six because it takes like a couple days to go in it also says here like if the mailman just like accidentally throws out your vote <laughs> that's not good i guess i mean let's see congress has never delayed a federal election even during the civil war and world war ii doing so would be a mistake and is and it's clear that it's not going to happen so no delay in the election which is very good so i mean i guess we're just gonna be getting some mail and you're just going to check off what you want to vote for, I guess. that's That'll be actually pretty interesting. Let's see. The Centers of Disease Control and Prevention released such guidelines July 22nd, saying that you can vote in person in Virginia with health precautions. So, right, I guess, like, in states that have good health precautions and not high numbers of coronavirus, you can vote in person. But states like New York, California, Florida, things like that, they have mad, mad big coronavirus numbers. So, it's... That is not going to be good. Mail-in ballots also have a higher rejection rate than votes cast in person. In the Patterson case, election officials apparently directed one in five ballots from everything from for everything from signatures on the ballots not matching the signature of the voters on file to ballots not complying with technical. Okay, so like there's special rules you got to follow if you mail and vote, and people don't follow, they just throw out your your vote. So like you better. Better follow the directions if you want your vote to count. So, I mean, that's crazy. New York, which has taken more than a month to count the ballots from its June 23rd primary election, is also reporting a similar rejection rate. So, people don't follow the, the directions on the mail. They just 
Throw out the ballots. Oh my gosh, that's that's actually crazy. So that's apparently a big issue right now. Wow. Okay, that's that was a big, big, big story there. So we're gonna just go into some a little sports news here that lighten up the mood. Let's see what they got here. The NBA draft lottery was last night, and the Timberwolves got the number one overall pick. I think, yeah, I watched it last night. It was pretty good. It was a little interesting. Uh, everyone was kind of on a virtual call. Steph Curry, favorite player, was there, so I mean that made it better. The Warriors got the second pick. Who got the third pick? The Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. They got the third pick, and the Bulls, my second favorite team, got the fourth pick. So everything worked out pretty good there. Nothing really, no big news. The Lakers won last night. Damian Lillard hurt his finger, apparently dislocated. So the series is tied 1-1. Lakers won 111-88. to So good win for LeBron. Anthony Davis apparently had a really good game. And let's see, anything else? The Mets... Mets and uh, some other team were going to play. The Marlins. Mets and Marlins were going to play, but someone on the Mets tested positive for COVID-19, so that game got canceled. And the Mets were supposed to play the Yankees tonight, I think, and that game also got canceled. So that's a big hit if you live in New York because that's a pretty good rivalry, I think. Um, Let's see. Clippers and... The Dallas Mavericks play tonight. That is a good series. It's tied one apiece. It's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern time. And the Bucks won 111-96 to yesterday. So that series is tied 1-1 against the Orlando Magic. And that's really about it. Not going to cover any baseball here because regular season, kind of boring. So let's see. Let's see any news in business at the moment. July home sales spike a record 25% as prices set a new high. So if you're looking to sell your house right now, now is the time. Because people are buying houses at a 25% increase. That is that is crazy. Wow. Okay. Wow. Let's see. Global stock markets are breaking records. Ignoring the coronavirus. I mean, stocks are doing good. That is That's good. Let's see, four hours ago, Trump's official campaign ad had to reset its rating after being trolled by TikTokers. Interesting. So if you haven't heard, Trump is looking to cancel TikTok or something. I mean, I used to be big into TikTok. It's kind of, ever since coronavirus kind of ended or slowed down, it's kind of gone, my interest in TikTok has gone down. So, I mean, I guess we'll know some more about TikTok at a later date. But for now... It is still here and still living it up. So these TikTokers, Charlie D'Amelio, Charlie D'Amelio, whatever, Addison Ray, they're doing good, I guess. Making some mad money, I heard. Um, Tesla stock looks unstoppable at 2000 It just hit 2000 per share yesterday. That is crazy. Let's give you a hint. Apple's at like 400 and Tesla's at 2000 2000 now. So it has really, really gone up in the past couple of weeks. Let's see. Um, let's see the jobs. Oh, nothing in jobs. Let's see how the market's moving today. The Dow futures fall. It's futures. Let's see how the market's doing at the moment. I'm just going to click on the stocks tab on my iPhone here. The Dow is up 
75%, which is really good. The Hang Seng Index, which is uh, Hong Kong, I think, went up 1.30%, which is really good. The S&P 500 went up 0.38%. It's still currently rising because the market doesn't close till 4, 4 o'clock, and it's 3 o'clock right now, so all these are still changing. NASDAQ is up 0.46%, which is very good. Um, Tesla's up 4.26%, so they're at 2,087 already. Apple's up 5%. Wow. I did hear news that Apple is the first $2 trillion company. They're already at $2.1 trillion, of course. But they're already at two, the first $2 trillion company in the USA. I'm not sure overseas how many $2 trillion companies there are. But on the other news with Apple, let's see. Apple first Epic Games. That is a big thing that's been going on. Apple vs. Epic Games shows few signs of ending as legal battle continues. So basically, Epic Games broke the terms of service when you use the Apple App Store to post your app or something. And Apple's not too happy, so they took Fortnite off the App Store. So you can't buy it anymore. The boy already had it. I haven't played I don't think I've ever played a game on mobile before. I haven't played a game in a while, actually. So yeah, Epic Games and Apple are currently in a little dispute. I mean, Apple stock's up almost 6% today, so that's showing no sign of keeping them down. So, let's see. Top stories for today. As we are 21 minutes in, this is going to be a 45 minutes to an hour podcast as the first episode. Not too, too much news, but some stuff to talk about. Let's see, The Guardian, one hour ago. Trouble for Trump as Fox News praises enormous, enormously effective Biden speech. Okay, apparently Biden had a good speech at the Democratic National Convention yesterday, which is, I guess, good. It doesn't affect me that much. Let's see. Any? I see there's some news. If you guys watch Big Brother, the show, um, I just watched it last, yeah, last night was the, uh, Second eviction, not going to have any spoilers, but that is a great show. Um, Fall Guys has recently hit the gaming scene by, like, I don't even know what analogy to use, but Fall Guys is the number one game in the world right now. And apparently Dr. Lupo is the best Fall Guys player. Fall Guys Twitter just tweeted that out. And so that's a big deal, actually. That's a, Fall Guys is like the first game to actually say who the best player is. That's it's actually kind of crazy. Wow. Um, so let's see. Fall Guys, if you haven't been on Twitter recently, it was actually trending on in the U.S. for a while. Tim the Tapman, a popular streamer on Twitch, he took him like a week to get his first Fall Guys win. And there was like almost 400,000 people watching him play Fall Guys, and he finally got his win. So that is <laughs> that is huge for him. And... Let's see. Oh, so there are apparently a lot of wildfires in California right now. So I've got a lot of weather news. CNN report 34 minutes ago, California wildfires. Four killed, thousands of buildings torched, and conditions are worsening. That is not good. If you guys are in California, if you're near the fires, please, please be careful. Massive wildfires tormenting California have killed at least four people, turning neighborhoods into ash and blanketing the state with dense smoke. 
Firefighters say manpower shortages and weather will make them worse Friday. So apparently the firefighters don't have enough people to fight, and the weather just keeps getting hotter and hotter, as we talked about earlier when Death Valley hit. How much was it? Like 200 or 130 degrees? That is, that is crazy. Nearly two dozen active blazes have torched almost a million acres. Wow, that is crazy. Wow, two, or not two million acres, one million acres. Sorry about that. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing pictures right now. The fire conditions are not getting any better. This is, it looks like a scene from a movie. Wow, if you guys are out there, stay safe. The fires have scorched more acres than last year. Wow. That is, that is crazy. I'm seeing pictures right now. There's just people driving away and there's fire right next to them on the road. Wow, dude, this is, this is honestly crazy. <laughs> wow. Wow. I did not know the fires were this bad this year. So, I mean. Please be safe out there. Sorry, I'm just looking for some more things to talk about. If you know, you know what I mean. Um, so let's see. Let's go back to some more, some more local news. Let's see any anything local happening around me in my area. Actually, let's go to some. We have, we haven't done some West Coast news besides the fires. Coronavirus cases so low in LA that they are going to try and reopen schools. That is a really good sign. I'm going back to school five days a week. So that is, that is very good, very good sign. And let's see. Hmm. There's not much news out today. I was hoping there'd be a little more, but sorry, we are 26 minutes in. And I'd like to thank our sponsor for the video. Our sponsor is actually Re. Search is a company that makes little prop items that you have in your home that are fun for kids to play with. I actually have one next to me. It's, it's how you do it. It's lowercase r, lowercase e, capital S-E-A, lowercase r, lowercase c, lowercase h. They have great items for kids of all all ages. I appreciate them funding this podcast and really appreciate it. They are great, great customer service. If you want anything, they got it. Cheap prices. Very affordable, and there's a great company. I suggest you go check them out at research.com. Thank you. And on the news of the West Coast, L.A. Mayor shuts off utilities at Hollywood Hills, quote, party house. Wow. Okay, so the city of Los Angeles shut off utility services at Holiday Hills home that hosted several large parties following violating public health orders to rent the spread of COVID-19. So I think I saw a report somewhere that like, what's it called? The TikTokers own this house or something. So I don't know what they're doing having parties. They, you guys got to be careful out there. The dangerous, dangerous virus. And we... <laughs> Is not immune to anyone, so stay safe. Don't be going to some big parties right now because it is very dangerous as the mayor of LA is not taking any 
any step backs because these people are TikTokers. They shut off the utility and wow, that's actually big. It's like living in your house with no water, no heat, nothing, no air condition. Wow, that is that's crazy. And apparently Russia has a vaccine out for COVID-19. Russia's plan to roll out its Sputnik V COVID-19 vaccine, even before full trials show how well it works, prompting concerns among virus experts. So apparently this thing is works according to Russia, but people in the U.S., scientists and things like that, my man Dr. Fauci... Doesn't know how effective it's going to be and if it's safe, really. People, they, they honestly are not sure if it's safe. So I'd be careful if, be careful, do not take it unless, you know, obviously your doctor tells you to and prescribes it to you. Or I'm not even sure how they'd be able to get it, but be careful. There's a lot of fake vaccines, fake testing kits out there. You just got to be careful. Just use some common sense and you'll be good. You'll be good. Switching back over to the United States, Florida mosquitoes, 750 million genetically modified insects to be released in Florida. They aim to reduce the number of mosquitoes that carry the diseases like the Zika virus. Okay, so this is this is good. They're going to release 750 million fake mosquitoes to kill the real mosquitoes that carry the virus. That's that's interesting. It could work. Let's see. Activists warn of possible damage to ecosystems. So it's like a Jurassic Park experiment, someone said. Wow. The plan to release the mosquitoes in 2021 in the Florida Keys. So they're going to release them in 2021. Wow. So these Florida mosquitoes, apparently they're going to, these modified ones are going to go out and kill the real ones, which I'm not a big fan of mosquitoes. They're actually a big problem in Connecticut. So fine by me. (laughs) Um, So on to the next story, which is more than four in 10 Americans have concerns about the fairness of the presidential election, survey says. This is a story by USA Today. With the November election less than 75 days away, nearly half of Americans are not confident that the country can hold a fair election, according to a new survey. And more than 4 in 10, 46% of Americans, that they are not too confident or not at all confident that the general election will be conducted fairly and accurately in November. So, the survey comes amid growing concerns about the United States Postal Service ability to handle an expected surge in mail-in ballots in November. Wow. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, who is facing calls to step down by Democrats, will be testifying before the Senate Friday and will testify before the House Oversight Committee next week. So, apparently last week, the Postal Service warned election officials across the country that all ballots may be delivered, that not all ballots may be delivered in time or be counted. So basically, long story short, people are worried that the Postal Service cannot handle all these mail-in ballots because states are saying that if you cannot go vote in person because COVID-19 you're scared just vote vote 
by nail, but the issue is you you can't just send 300 million votes to the postal service. They're not going to be able to handle it. It's, it's crazy. So that's, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting story, but I don't really know what to say about it. I don't really understand it that much. Why they just send the mail in? I don't know. Um, so let's see. Thieves broke into the Japanese Ninja Museum and stole a million, stole a million yen. What is a yen? Anyone get the definition of a yen for me? Sorry, someone's grabbing the definition of a yen for me. Thieves broke into a Japanese Ninja Museum and stole a million yen. Oh, yen is like the money. That Japan uses. So apparently, a million yen is nine thousand four hundred seventy U.S. dollars. Okay, so it's not like a million dollars, but still. The Ninja Museum, located in Japan, is dedicated to the history of the practices of ninja. It notified the police after an alarm went off in the early hours of Monday morning. At the time, there were no staff at the museum which is a popular tourist site. When the police arrived, they found the museum entrance had been forced open and the safe containing the money was missing. The safe, which weighed about 330 pounds, had admission fees for more than 1,000 visitors. Wow. It was a three-minute job, said a, an official at the museum, who requested privacy. It was planned. They must have scoped this out and signaled this out. So apparently this is a big plan that they were just going to go in and take $10,000 real quick and just see you later. But that's not good. Not good at all. It's actually, hopefully they catch him. Because that is not good. A million yen. Wow. It's almost 10000 US dollars. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. And... Taiwan. Sorry, what am I doing there? All right, reset. So that's a lot, a lot of money, 10000 a lot of money. Yep. And so Taiwan shows military might do something in China. That's some new news coming out two seconds ago. The story was written. So let's see. The communist-ruled China has stepped up military activity around its democratically-run island, which, claim, which it claims its own. Oh, Taiwan. Is China own Taiwan? Um, not really sure. <laughs> not really sure. Let me look up military. I'm the news of China and Taiwan and owning countries and stuff like that. We're gonna look up some some military news. Let's see. Anything big happening? Doesn't look like too much is happening on the U.S. side of things. Oh, U.S. military investigating report of possible drone flying close to Air Force One. Oh, so if you didn't know, Air Force One is the the plane that the president flies in. It's a huge plane. It's very, very nice, I assume. Uh, let's see. I don't think they have a picture of it, but it says... 
If a drone were to have come close to Air Force One, that would be a major security breach. Drones are banned in the restricted national security airspace around Washington. The witness said that the person seated behind them also observed the object and turned around to ask if they'd also seen it. I've never seen anything this close to a plane, to a close, I've never seen anything as close to a plane as this. It was presumably quite small. It definitely wasn't a plane. It can't have been that far to be visible at that speed, the witness said. Says, if you guys are planning to fly a drone, do not do it near Washington D.C. They will come and find you because that is a that is that is not good. Do not do that. <laughs> like that is a serious serious. You'll be in jail for a long long time because that they are no joke when it comes to protecting things like that. The president, the airplane, Washington D.C. Just everyone in Washington is very important. So. You really can't can't do that. Uh, let's see. Any? Just trying to find some some news here. Not. Um, I did hear this news two days ago. I think off the top of my head. Something about Trump urges boycott over Goodyear, like he's boycotting Goodyear tires, I think, over something. All right, I pulled up his tweet. This is Donald Trump's quote: "Don't buy Goodyear tires. They announced a ban on MAGA hats. Get better tires for far less." So that is interesting tweet. Um, haven't heard too much about Goodyear really before right now. So, I don't really know too much about Goodyear. I know it's a tire place. I'm not sure if anyone I know is Goodyear tires. They probably do. It doesn't, doesn't really affect me that much. Goodyear, they can, I guess, do whatever they want. Their own company. Um, Let's see. Let's see. So, yesterday's news, some more political news. Trump heads to Joe Biden's hometown hours before Democratic nominee convention speech. Where is Joe Biden's hometown? Oh, it's in Pennsylvania. Let's see. President Trump isn't waiting, isn't going to wait for Joe Biden to actually deliver an acceptance speech before he responds. He's going to give his pre pre rebuttal near the Pennsylvania city where Biden grew up. Democrats describe Trump's site selection as a meanest, meaningless stunt. No kind of attack speech, they said, can cover up Trump's Something of failures, a litany of failures in the Oval Office, from the response to COVID nineteen pandemic to race relations to the several spike to the severe spike in unemployment. I mean, I don't know. Whatever you guys are going to take from that, you can take from that. But he apparently he visited Old Forge, which is less than ten miles from Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Apparently, Trump grew or Biden grew up in Scranton. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's first time I've ever heard of heard of that. Heard of that city. So let's see, let's see. Hmm. I think I think we might cap it off here. Because a little slow day on news. Sorry if this if the last ten minutes were kind of iffy. Like a little 
not as high energy as the first half hour. That's all right. That's all right. Let's see. One last sports news to lighten things up. Then this USA Today predicts Bills up and Patriots for AFC East title in 2020. So USA Today predicting the Bills will win the division, ending the Patriots winning streak at 11. You know, Tom Brady left the Patriots. Bills up and coming. But I guess the Bills are projected projected to go ten and six. The Dolphins are projected to go nine and seven, and the Jets are projected to go seven and six, and the Patriots are projected projected to go nine and seven. So one game behind the the Bills. So yeah, it's I think we're gonna end it here, and I really appreciate you guys coming in to join the podcast. Hopefully, we got some more news next time we join. I don't really have a schedule for the podcast yet. Hoping maybe twice a week, three times a week. But if there's a lot of news some days, could do five times a week, could do three times a week, could be one times a week. You know, school's starting up. You never know what's going to happen. And I really appreciate you guys joining in. It's been John Carazella, the Anything and Everything podcast, or Anything and Everything show. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. If not, don't come back. <laughs> Uh, Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, anything you want, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for joining me.